You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. God made me punch in the accurate numbers. My castle won't crumble, what I tackle will fumble. I've been a leader when they ain't see it, but now my feet is up. According to me, royalty didn't end with king touch. Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs. Big says sky is the limit, I look down on the ledge. I push the bar like I'm opening the cell. Hands in my cookie jar, you won't come out with a single nail. I need all of mine, the weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale. What's a king to a giant? Well, Goliath fell, even if we playing chess, dog, this king can't be checked. I make all my moves on the board. I invented my steps. Uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler. I feel like Mansa Musa. Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda. Triangle, look at it from my angle. I'm a king, the closest things to being one of God's angels. Yeah. I'm a king. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the I've been waiting the for this episode. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. I've been waiting. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Code of Conduct with the King Podcast. I am your host, Jay Spence the King, and damn it, I am back. I am back. We are close to the season, so I am back and I am amped. Tonight I got a fun episode. We're going to have some fun. I got some people that I enjoy talking to with me tonight, so we're going to have a real good time. I got uh, my homegirl Victoria joining me. She's like the fantasy football guru got my my man bryce williams gonna be joining me too he's a he's a contributor for buffalo rumlings now but he also he tends to be something something like a fantasy guru he's not quite on victoria's level but he's getting there he's gonna get there we give him give him this season i think he'll he'll figure it out bryce would be elite come next year but look i missed y'all i missed y'all it's been a week well i saw y'all for hump day last wednesday but uh it's been it's been a while the, the weekend uh the preseason game was phenomenal did y'all see josh me and victoria was talking about it before we went live she's like yo i'm ready for the season now because josh I, I saw him saturday and i'm ready and i'm like yo i'm ready i'm jumping off the cliff right now i'm ready for la me and her both we can't wait to get to la so uh you know it is what it is my man thomas in the building said cover one you announcing something spitz i sure am i am making a huge announcement tonight big announcement Shout out to my guys over at Cover One. I love them so much. I'm going to start doing something uh, weekly. I am going to start shouting out people who I'm not on the team with. Normally, you know, I have guests on. I'll have one Sterling or I'll have some other folk from, from Buffalo Rumblings. We have, you know, Bruce be a guest sometimes. Joe mm-hmm. and I do shows together and all that stuff. I just want to show some love to Cover One today. I'm not leaving Buffalo Rumblings. That is home. I ain't going no place. But Cover One, those boys is like brothers to me. So shout out to everybody over there. Keep doing what I do. Keep being amazing uh, content creators, keep coming with the heat. And uh, yeah, so let's get into it, man. Shout out to my man, JR. I saw this earlier. He said, if, if Jay Spence was a Patriots fan, 
I'd still love them. You know what, JR? I love you, man. I'm going to just tell you. It was a couple of years ago I was a Patriots fan because Cam Newton was there. I know. I know. Don't hate me. Don't hate me. So before I get into uh, my guests, before I bring my guests on real quick, I'm going to do this real quick. I just want to talk a little bit about Saturday's game, and I'll, I'll get their opinions on it too when I bring them in. Just a couple quick pointers. The first thing I wanted to talk about is I actually um, – made a post about it and we discussed it a bit on, on the socials, but I do want to talk about it a little bit. So every year I feel like I have to defend someone who really doesn't need a defense. Like I feel like when we talk about certain players, so like, for instance, if I was to come to Bill's mafia now and I'd be like, you know what? I think the bill should cut Josh Allen. It's actually, it's just like a ridiculous point for me to say we should cut Josh Allen because he's elite at his position. Uh, depending on who you talk to, Josh Allen is a top three quarterback in the league, maybe five, just depending on who you're talking to. Some people still put Tom Brady in front of him. Some people still put, you know, there's certain, depending on who you talk to, but he's an elite quarterback. Josh Allen is not uh, the rookie version of himself that we saw. He's not the guy that's coming into the league where he's just not accurate and he's throwing interceptions and blah, blah, blah. We have an elite quarterback. So now when you reverse it and you flip it and you talk to me about a guy named Tywan Jones, I have an issue. Every single summer, every single preseason, it don't matter. Every single game, we have a big play out of a running back or we have like a wide receiver make a ridiculous catch or, um, you know, just something where we feel like, yo, we need that roster spot. And Taiwan Jones, he's not a real running back because he don't run the ball. So we're going to cut Taiwan Jones. We're going to move on from him. And then we're going to keep. We're going to keep the rookie running back, the unsigned running back that we got. I got a problem with that. First, let me start this by saying uh, Black. He's first of all, every running back we have on the roster currently, like every single one of them is overperforming. Maybe Duke Johnson isn't doing what he came in to do. But so far in the preseason, every single running back that we have on this roster, whether it be the starters that we have from last year or if it's, you know, the undrafted rook or the, yeah, the undrafted rookie or James Cook. All of them are doing their thing. So I don't want this to come across as if I'm speaking negatively about any of those guys. But what you don't want to do is replace an elite person at their position. So you don't want to replace a top three gunner. You don't want to replace them. You don't replace a top three gunner for your fourth running back on the team. Like it's just not the same. It's just it's not the same weight. The value doesn't hold. So, yeah, we don't see Taiwan Jones taking handoffs from Josh. We don't see him taking uh, – he, he doesn't catch passes out the backfield. But what he does on the team is irreplaceable. It's irreplaceable. Now, you might say, well, we don't have to have him be at an elite level. We can have um, – you know, we can have him just be good at that level, and then we can switch somebody else there and then blah, blah, blah. No, because then we wouldn't be – we wouldn't have the special teams play that we have every year. I pound the table for for special teams every single year. When Andre Roberts left, I told y'all we was going to miss Andre Roberts. No, we won't. Then week one comes around last year, and Isaiah McKenzie starts the season off with like a 75-yard kickoff return. And I feel like I'm embarrassed. I'm like, oh, crap. Bill's Mafia going to get me because I was wrong. And then you look at the rest of the season. You look at how it played out, and it turns out that the kick and punt return position was a position of weakness. So – now I bring it. I bring that back to say, as a fan base, we have an issue. We got to stop undervaluing special teams because it seems like we only care about it when there's a fumble or a block punt 
or a turnover or we don't win the game because of it. But when I'm telling you straight up right now that Taiwan Jones is a top three gunner in the league, and if he wasn't 34 or 35, I think he's 35. If he wasn't 35, I would probably say he's the best gunner in the league. The only reason why I'm not going to do it is because he's he's older than everybody else. That's it. That's it. But whatever, we're moving on, moving on. I'm going to check the comments real quick, then I'm going to get my peoples in here. Let's see. My man Richard Russ say preach. Thank you, man. I've been preaching all week, all week. My man Eli says, Tywan Jones is not a running back until he was in Houston and took us out of the playoffs. That is a fact. That is a fact. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jessica says, shout out to Jessica. She says, Roberts missed Roberts the following year. He was awful. I hear this debate. I, I, look, I'll give that to you if you want to have it. My question to you is, do you, think, do you think the special team's depth on the Houston Texans or even the Chargers last season was anything close to what the special teams unit we had in Buffalo the year prior. Because if you, if you, for instance, let me ask you like this, same thing. You give Josh Allen a great offensive line and then you tell him, go play quarterback. He's going to go out there. He has time. He makes throws and he makes, he just makes the right reads. Then you put him on a team with no offensive line. Let's say, let's switch him to a team like, uh, the Bengals last season before they made upgrades to their offensive line. You're not, you're, it's not the same Josh Allen because he doesn't have the same protections in order for players to still, you know, perform at certain levels. So what I'm saying is Andre Roberts didn't have the same type of blocking. He didn't have the same type of lanes. The issue that I had last year with the bills is that we pretty much had the same type of lanes, the same type of blocking on special teams, but Andre Roberts, or he wasn't here. Uh, McKenzie and Stevenson and whoever else that we try to throw back there for a moment, it just didn't work out. And anytime it gets to the point where you're shuffling cars to where you say, you know what, let's just throw Micah Hyde back there. It's a position of need and it's something that we have to do. So I'm hoping that either uh, what it's looking like to me, I think there's still, it, it still looks like to me that I think Khalil's going to get the job. Not sure, but I think that's his way of being, a hundred percent active in a, in somebody who's going to contribute every week. I think he's going to get some yards. He'll, he'll catch a couple touchdowns this year, but he's not going to be a guy that's going to have, um, you know, 80 receptions for 900. That's not going to be what we're getting from our fifth round pick this year. So uh, let me see. Got a mo couple more. Got a couple more. Not sure. I like that example. Which example did we not like? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sarah. Uh, let's see. You know what? Keep going in the comments. We're going to get back to the comments. I'm going to bring my peoples in real quick. So let's get it on. Let's go. Okay, here's the deal. I know as Bills fans, we wait all year for the fall and the winter so we can go to the Bills games. I get it. Trust me, I do. But let me tell you why this time of the year is elite. It's party time. And we're going to party for so many reasons, whether it's a graduation party, a birthday party, family reunion, or just because it's Saturday and the weather's perfect. Here's the thing. My guy, Buffalo Freddy, has everything you need to make your party the best party of the year. We have everything from chairs and tables to premium tents, water slides, wet and dry bounce houses, and so much more. And that's not all. The best barbecue catering in Western New York has you covered, whether it's a small party or a corporate gathering. Buffalo Freddy Barbecue Catering makes everything easy for you. Rentals and bookings available now at www.buffalofreddy.com or you can call 716-4-FREDDY. That's 716-437-3339. Remember, for all your party rental needs, 
Just call for Freddie. All right. So y'all call for Freddie. And y'all know how we're we going to get into it real quick. Real quick. I got one more thing. I got to say one more thing because I forgot. I, always, I get in trouble because I forget stuff at the top, Victoria. So I have to say that I am. This is Jay Spence, the King, and you are listening to the Code of Conduct on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network presented to you by Picasso Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. Victoria, you have you had Picasso's before? Picasso's is my favorite. I had it two or three times and I was just home for a few weeks. <laughs> See, and you're not even you're not even like part of the read. Like you you don't even like have to say it. No, no, this is not sponsored. Not for me. Picasso's is the best. <laughs> <laughs> See, so Bryce was supposed to be coming to Buffalo this year with me for the Green Bay game. And then some things happened, so we won't be making it for it. But Picasso's was was on the list of things for him to try. Other than Picasso's, like, so other than pizza and other than wings, we know wings and pizza has to happen. But if you mm -hmm. were to tell Bryce, come into Buffalo, hey, Bryce, you got to go here and eat this. What's your go-to? Mm. Goodness gracious. Besides pizza wings, got to get a beef on whack somewhere. I don't know what your favorite is, but got to get a beef on whack. And I would say the Italian food really anywhere is top notch in Buffalo. I'm just leaving there. Those are the couple of things I miss for sure. The Italian is is elite. You know what? The food in Buffalo is elite, period. Yeah. Like it, it just is. It just is. What's up, Bryce? Uh, you know, not much. Like I said, this just I had to kind of run up, get things situated. So I was a couple minutes delay on that. So uh, thanks for uh, for the setup on that. Um, honestly, I know, like I said, I'm kind of looking forward to whenever I do end up making up that way. I'm not going to lie. Like I said, I've been having eyes like uh, up there. After all, wings are kind of a favorite of mine. So a chance to go Man. to the Mecca to be able to experience it would be uh, would be where it needs to be. So, no, I was only end up making it happen. But actually, I was side doing that for Picasso's, actually, since I did see their shipping stuff, actually, since not long ago, I found out they were a sponsor. I am trying the nationwide shipping right now. I went for the grilled chicken and the pineapple, the controversial mm -hmm. topping. But still, I'll have to give uh, I'll have to give you my, uh, my my thumbs up once it ends up arriving. It should still be about a week till it gets here. Okay. I feel bad, though. And that's like even um, so for those who listen to the show, you're all familiar with Rick, um, who's also a friend of the show. But uh, a couple weeks back, maybe four, three or four weeks ago, some friends sent me some pizza from Buffalo out to Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And it, like, so I didn't even really tell Rick until I ate it. Like it was gone. And I was like, yeah, Rick, I wanted you to try it, you know, because I'd be telling you about Buffalo food, but I forgot to text you. So, yeah, I, the food in Buffalo is undefeated. I'm selfish with it. I'm super selfish with it. So, but let's get into it. I got y'all here to talk football because the season is almost here. And with the season almost being here, that means fantasy football season is here. And this is what you two do. Both of you are elite at what you do. So, uh, you know, first I'll, I'll start off with, uh, let's start with Victoria, ladies first. Why don't you let everybody know who you are, who you represent, what you do, and, and then let's uh, bounce it over to Bryce, do the same thing, and then let's jump right into it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I, I just I'm so glad we got to make this happen again, just like last year. But my name is Victoria. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at FFB underscore Victoria. I put out content with football guys, footballguys.com. You can find all of our content there. I'll be putting out a start sit article every single week this year. Super stoked about that. I'm a co-host on the Football Guys Mailbag Show with Dave Cluzy and Troy King. That's every Wednesday, 730 Eastern. And we just partnered up with the Sleeper app, Fantasy Football Sleeper app. You can find our podcast if you just swipe right, click the podcast button. We'll be featured there all year. I'm so stoked about that. So uh, 
thank you again for having me. I'm so excited to get into this. Let's get it. I'm excited to have you back. We always have fun when we talk, though. Uh, Bryce, what's up? Where you from, man? I know I already told them kind of where you're from because I was excited about that announcement. But why don't you tell them where you're from, what you do, and what uh, you got coming up? No, of course, of course. Uh, let's see. Rumblings. I have a story recently with, uh, you know, being a contributor over there. I have a couple articles out right now, including this most recent one I did involving um, other players to draft, if you are considering getting bills. Also, I've been working with Faceoff Sports Network to worry about um, a lot of the draft content that they end up having this past year. So, like, big on the rookies, but don't let rookie fever fool you. Um, like I said, those are kind of some of the major ones I have at the moment. I'm still to talk with Dynasty Owner also about trying to put out a couple pieces with them as well along the way because I've been working with uh, with you know our, our friend Jay over there for that. And um, you can find me on Twitter at Bryce NFL. At Twitter at Bryce NFL. Listen, y'all need to follow Bryce. I need to follow Victoria. They both have amazing content. They both will help you throughout the year. Victoria helped me win my fantasy league last year. Not the Dynasty League, but it was a different league that she helped me win. And I just took her her waiver advice. So follow Victoria, follow Bryce. Bryce, so if you're in Dynasty, let me tell you, if you're in any type of Dynasty setup, I'm in a league with Bryce um, that he was actually just referring to with our man Jay over from Dynasty uh, Fantasy Football. And the league that we're in, Victoria, it actually involves the cap space. Like we have a whole cap situation. Um, I think so this last season or this season coming up is what is it, uh, Bryce? It's like 140. What is it? 145. So it's 145 million dollars that you get. So you actually have to. So you take the average per year of each player's contract and that's their yearly salary so coming back to me i know we talked about yeah, this last year we did we did i actually tried to recruit you for it and you was like yeah nah i'm too cool <laughs> for you spence so, no uh, i'm in way too many leagues i i apologize <laughs> no no it's okay i'm actually in that situation it seems like every year i'm like no nah, i'm only gonna do like one or two and then out of nowhere it blows up and i'm into i'm in like 11 now so is Always. what it is yeah is what it is but if you're a fan of in, in Dynasty, you absolutely want to follow, follow Bryce. He he um he does a great job with you know helping you project. He does a great job with with draft picks in the future and value and all that stuff. But today we started from the bottom. Now we're here, and the reason why this show is called that this week is because there's been a lot of people who have said to me, "Man, it sucks when I have to draft nine, eight, ten in a 12-man or 14-man league or something like that, and I can't get one of the, the top five, top three players. So today, I wanted to talk to two people that I trust when it comes to fantasy football. And let's just say hypothetical. It's not actually hypothetical. I'm in the league, and I'm drafting 12th in the 12-man league, and I need some help. I need to know. I got my notebook out and everything. I was, I was prepared. So I need to know where I need to go. So we'll start with, with Bryce on this one first. Let's just hypothetically first before we get to where I'm drafting mm -hmm. this year. This year, who is the number one? Like, because normally it's CMC. I'm hearing CMC, but then I hear Jonathan. Uh, you know, my guy, <laughs> my guy. Uh, I hear my man Jonathan from out there in, in Indiana. Then I'm hearing uh, some rumbles of Dalvin Cook, depending on health and all that. I'm hearing Cooper Cup. So, so Bryce and then Victoria. Who's the number one overall pick in fantasy this year? Honestly, uh, it's got to be Jonathan Taylor, unless maybe Superflex. It really depends for those two ones. I'm pretty sure we all know who the man is if that's the case. With that's the Superflex, are you going with Josh? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Same with you, Victor. So with a Superflex, you'll go Josh. So Superflex, if it's not Superflex, yes. redraft, redraft, the consensus is typically you're seeing Jonathan Taylor. 
depends on how risk averse you are. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is a stud anytime he's on the field. That's just been the problem the last two years. He's not he's not played very many games, but when he does play, he's elite. So I still would lean towards CMC for that number one pick, and that's just because of the upside, though Jonathan Taylor is a fantastic pick as well. Shout out to my girl, Steph. She says, so I've been helping friends win their fantasy leagues, but haven't played. I need to try this year on my own. Steph, I got one spot open in this league, and it's 50 bucks for a buy-in. DM me if you want it. Holla at me. Get it, Steph. You got to play. Come on. You can't just be helping your friends win their trophies. Yeah, you got to win that money. Well, if you get in this league, you're not going to win this money. That's what I'm saying, though. If she get in this league, she ain't going to win it. So maybe don't get in. Don't 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 get into the leagues with the vets. Maybe you want to get in with some rookies. That's it. (laughs) Sarah says, too many leagues you fight against yourself. I did eight last year. You want one guy to do well in one league and he's your enemy in another. Oh, my God. (laughs) Let me tell you how many times Jonathan Taylor beats me up. Like, because I have him in my dynasty league. And then when I play any other league with him, it's like it seems like almost every week I play against Jonathan Taylor because somebody has him. And it's like, yeah, he destroys me. And Josh Allen destroys me. Let me ask you this a serious question. And and I I don't want the, the normal regular answer from fantasy gurus because this is what everybody says it you just don't do it it's fantasy rule 101 what is wrong if it's not a super flex league what's wrong with taking josh allen one overall uh limits your upside i would say i think that you can wait and take personally i i don't know those fans might uh, jumped on my throat here. I wouldn't be taking Josh within those first four rounds. Somebody will take him because you're, if you're in a home league, you're from Buffalo, someone's going to want Josh on your team. I take him because it's fun to have him there, but you kind of limit your upside in terms of you can get really, really high caliber players in that select in that spot where you may have selected Josh, and then you're missing out down the line on that kind of more elite talent. So I tend to I tend to not draft a quarterback in redraft until the sixth round at the earliest, usually fifth or sixth. What about you, Bryce? The big thing I know is when it comes to that is that the drop off. All right. The difference between like the first couple quarterbacks, especially because like, you know, for example, Victoria, you say you're not going to draft till the sixth round of quarterback. You're at like quarterback 10 at that point, you know, in, in a draft, you know, or maybe a slightly later at worst. So at running back though, you're by the third round, you start hitting that running back dead zone where suddenly you're going, cool, Brees Hall is going to carry my team to the championship <laughs> this year and not Jonathan Taylor or Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook or Austin Eckler. And suddenly you're going, I've made a huge mistake. I think that's really it. Okay. So, and, and I guess that's fair. I guess my, so when you say drop off here, so when I, I'm just going to ask you just to get the point. So, I'd say I take Josh number one overall. And then when you say drop off in other areas, you're talking obviously running backs or receivers and stuff. So by the time I draft again, you're looking at almost basically the third round because that first pick, then you're towards the end Mm -hmm. of that second round. So what I'm saying is though, so for instance, with Josh, so if I don't take Josh and I got the number one overall pick, so say I take Jonathan Taylor, which is something I would seriously do. But then once you hit around, you get, depending on the leisure in, you go on a run of court, like it starts on those runs where you get the first quarterback off the table and I still got six picks before it gets to me. So then Josh goes, Mahomes goes, Herbert goes, Jackson goes, like all the, the five, six guys, you know, we know the guys. Those guys go back to back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Then I'm without none of them. And I feel like Josh, not because I'm a homer this year, so like not because we're in a Bills uh, heavily skewed room right now, not because the, the pot is about Buffalo Bills, but I really think Josh Allen is is just is he's fantasy one 
Like he because he's he's giving you those rush yards, he's giving you the passing yards, he's giving you touchdowns. I don't think taking the guy who scores the most points in fantasy one overall is a bad pick. I I can't I can't disagree because you want to have fun with it too. So I want to make a point of that. Like you want to draft a team that you're gonna have fun with. That being said, don't draft all Bills players as much as I'd love to do that. Definitely. Oh, that's a great, great comment. Rule number one, never draft a player from the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, honestly. This, yeah, I agree, Bryce, especially this year. It's looking ugly. And uh, there's a lot of hype, though, around like Ramondre Stevenson right now, which is really interesting. I think we all as fantasy analysts just like to like, grab onto something and run with it and hope it Hope it pans out. That one to me is very interesting because I thought he was behind Damian Harris. Now we've seen preseason and people are saying Ramondre's a great pick. Ramondre's starting to go before Damian Harris and Jeffs. I'm staying away from that Patriots backfield altogether. We've seen it year in and year out that there's no running back one. Damian Harris was great last year. That's because he hopped into the end zone 15 times. So he was fantastic. We were talking about quarterback, though. I just went on a tangent. Apologies there. No, no, you're good. Because, I mean, Ooh. it still makes sense. No, I mean, it was the comment I threw up there about the, the Patriots. So, it's no, it's cool. It makes sense. For, for quarterback, oh. though, you – oh, no, go ahead, Bryce. Yeah. No, no, oh, okay. jump. No, go ahead. Well, that's okay. Watch. For quarterback, you already named the fact that Josh can end up doing it with his legs with his arm. At the same time, you are also other names you didn't even include from that list. You have your – you have Kyler Murray, all right, not mentioned. You have – let's see here, all right – Another good one, Trey Lance. People are high for the fact of his rushing upside for that. And why it's key for someone like Josh and some of these quarterbacks who can run more in fantasy is a lot of times league format is 100 yards rushing is the same as 300 yards passing. Usually similar to that amount of points given. So there's a lot of guys like Jalen Hurts, for example. There's big questions of the Eagles. Will they keep him? But at the same time, fantasy-wise, he's uh, like a lot guy that if he falls past like quarterback seven, then you're already kind of doing a little dance if you can still grab him at that point. So I think that's why we have to look at it as more of the fantasy points they produce rather than mm-hmm. the perception. I mean, Kirk Cousins, I think, is buns. But at the same time, if I'm having, to, if I'm trying to punch a quarterback for a little bit, I, I will take that and be all right with it just fine. Yeah, no, absolutely. That, that's a great point. Like, for instance, you know, I just dropped in, in our Dynasty League. I just dropped Deshaun Watson, jerk, for mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, who you're speaking about. So um, I get it. Like, I think Kirk Cousins, he's one of those safe picks. Like, okay, I know he's not going to – He's not going to be the leading quarterback, you know, but he's not going to be the worst. And he's not even going to be like he's going to be a really good option. So I had no problem doing that. But I guess when I look at it, it's just like, you know, when 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 you talk about drop off, I think Josh is like and not just Josh. I mean, like I said, there, there was a group of guys that I named there. And to your point, Kyler Murray, I think I can throw in that in that group with them. Um, but I don't think that realistically, I don't think that you know, we can really compare too many guys, fantasy-wise, not in real life, but fantasy-wise, I don't think we can compare too many guys to Josh Allen. Um, Just like Jonathan Taylor. I look at Josh Allen fantasy-wise the same way I look at Jonathan Taylor as a running back. Is that fair? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, of course. Elite talent, of course. The offense revolves around him, basically, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's get into, um, let's get into drafting at 12. So I'm drafting at 12. And I have no clue what to do. It's a, it's a regular format, so it's it's um not a super flex. It's basically, you know, one quarterback, two receivers, tight end, running back, flex, and a defense. Where are you going if it's twelve? How are we starting off? How, depending on how that goes. 
right. Well, let's see. Um, for me, um, first off, I'm going to end up having to see what our board looks like. For example, if I'm looking at people I have listed around like that 9 through 13 range, roughly, between a Jamar Chase. Um, let's see. I have Diggs, Barkley. Saquon Barkley actually might be a huge one to be able to kind of grab at that one if running backs kind of get drained through early on. Um, like I said, he's going to have a huge bounce back year. And if, if last season didn't exist, he would easily still be a guy who's going in the top five of every draft. And then for the second spot, I hope, I always want to try and make sure I don't double down on running back only because what happens with every league that when you end up having, you're at the end of it, it's almost like everyone's checking off a box in a draft. Everyone's going running back, running back, running back. Everyone, and then everyone's going back there and going quarterback, quarterback, you know, receiver, receiver throughout and throughout. I try and figure out who's not going to be there or where the, that run that's going to be coming up next is going to be. So that way I don't go, Oh, cool. I guess I have to take the tight end eight now because the tight ends one through seven all went and no one wants tight end eight. I don't know who that is. I can look at it, but you probably don't want tight end eight. You probably want tight ends one through maybe five, six. So you want to try and make sure you avoid any drop-offs in case those runs do happen. So like for me in that type of a situation, maybe I'm going receiver, but there's depth at that. But really if Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews is still there, I can't not take them at those opportunities. Okay, real quick, just to pause for a question. I think this is a good one. Um, just from a, a fan, a, and for you, Bryce, I know you're a Packers fan at heart, so I'm going to ask you this from a Packers standpoint as well. Why mm -hmm. wouldn't you do all Bills players? Why wouldn't you draft Allen Diggs, Davis Knox, if they're available? I don't get it. Now, first, let me tell you why, and then I'll ask Bryce, and then I'll ask Victoria. I wouldn't, because when I watch the Buffalo Bills on Sunday, I like to watch them stress-free. And when I'm watching them and I have expectations from them also for fantasy, then it's just not the same. I want to be completely free. I want to be complete. Like, I just I just want to watch the Bills and 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 just, like, be happy that Josh is a beast. So if I don't – really, I won't – I'm not drafting Josh this year unless I get the number one. Sorry, Victoria. If I get a number one overall pick, I'm taking Josh. But other than that, like, I don't want any Bills players. I don't care if it's Diggs. I, I just traded away – Bryce to tell you, I just traded away Isaiah McKenzie for, like, nothing. Not because he's buns. But because I, I just don't like I already have expectations out of him. I don't I don't want to be like I just can't. What would what about you, Victoria, for for your Bills fan first? So do you draft Bills players? Yeah, I'll still draft them. I just wouldn't I, I just mean don't draft all of them. So your entire squad is all at every position is Bills players because if there's an off week, you ruin your chances of any kind of upside. If you've got I, I will say if you've got a stack, I like stacks. So if you have Josh and Diggs, you'd probably have to take them within your first three rounds. So that is kind of limiting um, your options uh, the rest of the way. But if you stack a guy like Josh and maybe Gabe Davis in the uh, later rounds, fourth or fifth, he's going pretty high right now, or Josh and Dawson Knox, that kind of thing I do like because then you're getting whoever, if, if Knox is scoring a touchdown, Josh is getting the points as well. So stacking is great, but just not every single positional. Uh, slot that you need to fill on your roster. That's all. Sarah says you hate little dirty. She's referred. So Sarah thinks I hate little dirty uh, Isaiah McKenzie because I traded him away for nothing. No, I literally have no Buffalo Bills players on my roster. Actually, you know, what? I'm gonna pull it up here and share my dynasty roster, which so y'all can see it. I do not have any Bills players on my roster whatsoever. Uh, Bryce, so for you as a Packers fan, are you obviously? I know if Aaron Rodgers there, you're gonna take him. But are you trying to take Rodgers? Randall Cobb, whoever, like, I don't know. I, I, I know. I know. I'm just saying, like, are you going to stack your roster the same way that, that JR is saying for, or not JR, I think Scott said it for Bills fans to do. And honestly, no. And my simple version is there's only one ball. 
all right, Josh Allen can throw you know, only 35 passes in the game and you can split up the targets amongst everybody however you want. Somebody's not getting 15 targets that game. Somebody's not getting 10 targets that game. I can go put that into other games where that's going to be going on and watch someone get fed the ball repeatedly. That way, I know how the Bills operate their offense. It's through Josh and what he can end up doing right there. That's where I want to try and get, you know, all my attention to. If the offense isn't giving attention that way, I could get somewhere else where they are giving that attention. I mean, let's face it. Do you think the Carolina offense is going to run without CMC? We've proven over time it doesn't. So you want to try to find those players who are those linchpins on those teams so you can get the most opportunity because opportunity is key on these things in order to do well. And with, for example, just getting one team, you miss out on opportunity as well as you'll end up having those matchups that will end up being a problem. I mean, let's face it. I don't want to end up having a Bills running back if it's the week they play the Packers. All right. right. That their run defense looks pretty solid this year. You know what? Hey, maybe I don't want this year, but hey, look who's playing the Jets. So I mean, that's the direction I probably want to end up having somebody from that. All right. So. That's, I think, for me, why even as much as I, I end up loving my team, I mean, you saw last year, I traded away in our dynasty. I traded away Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams for a song. I had no problem getting rid of them. But it's if you end up doing too much in one direction for that, you really kind of live or die by only that. And you still, even if you do that, you leave so much meat on the bone of where else you could have gone. You, okay. you were, um, you're, you're, the way you built your roster to me at first, I didn't quite get it. I was like, this dude is tanking and I don't get it. Cause like it's too early. There's no need to tank, but then you rebuilt your roster this year, basically through the draft. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit? And I'll pull your roster up. I'm, I'm trying to pull up dynasty owner right now on the other tab. And, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, sure. Um, like I said, I know when we went to our draft, I had a small error. So my first and second over or first and second round picks were auto picked. I didn't get to choose them. And in dynasty, that's probably enough to like, you know, have me lose even more hair than I've already lost. But um, still, because I, I wanted to be able to go with the young studs, getting guys like your Kyle Pitts is, getting your Trey Lance is, getting the guys who I knew were going to still hold value slightly later on. Then after that, there was a, a tank job early on. At the fresh start of a new Dynasty League, everyone's trying to play for this year. Everyone thinks they've got it this year. And you have people who are dealing with various situations where you're going, all right, your starting quarterback's Cam Newton, but you're all in, and I can have your 2022 and 2023 first. Let me make something happen here. And now my roster, like I said, as you see, I've kind of switched from the tank job now at this point to where now I have Patrick Mahomes, Trey Lance. Um, like I said, I got Brees Hall, A.J. Dillon. I picked up Portland Sutton off free agency. I still got Kyle Pitts over here, and I'm sitting around keep here going. with, you know, what you got? No, I was saying keep going. I'm going to pull your your um your team up. All right. And uh, I have 10 2023 first right now in that league because, again – wheeling and dealing on that not to mention i still like i said i still end up getting our jameson williams christian watson romeo dubs Brees hall uh alec pierce david bell i really just kind of studied where the strong points of the upcoming next draft was which was wide receiver and tried to go really heavy on that and then for example already the next year coming up is going to be running backs and quarterbacks are going to be more spotlighted through that year and so my roster's built a little bit more to be all in contending with second-year receivers, third-year tight ends, third-year quarterbacks like Trey Lance, where we'll find out what can he necessarily do at that point. So, like, it's one of those it, – it, it take a step back while everyone's taking a step forward, find out who falls on their face, and then I have a clear path. That's kind of at least most mentality. It took me 48 trades over the course of that first year, but <laughs> yeah. that's where I am now. You was willing and dealing the first <laughs> – you was going. <laughs> oh, no, I mean – I, trust me, I, I literally picked up Mike White and I turned Mike White into a first-round pick in, in seven days. And that was probably still my favorite thing. How? <laughs> <It's a trade. laughs> did I, you I, do I, that? Oh, no, here, 
I traded Mike White as soon as he became the starter for a twenty uh, for a twenty twenty two third. Totally got that deal. Then Adrian Peterson got picked up by the Titans, so I grabbed Adrian Peterson. I paired him with that third, got a second. And then what happened? Would you believe it? Philip Walker's now the starter in Carolina. Oh no, I've only had this second with this team that's totally contending for their first. And so I got the 106 basically for Mike White. And it took me less than seven days to get there. Oh my gosh. I was kind of crazy. Yeah, Bryce, um, I was trying to pull up his his trade history, but I I don't think that it has free agent history, but it doesn't have the the trade history for him. So not yet. Yeah. They're adding that next year, I believe. It's something that they're still uh, polishing. For that, yeah. but come up. But the league, th- this league is um is fun. So actually, if if you're not all in any fantasy league and you're looking for a dynasty league, go to dynastyowner.com. They're a really good. It's a really good platform. They still have some upgrades and things to make. Their their app is a little slow during the draft at times, like it kick you out. They made some adjustments this year and it got a little bit better. But you know, if you can do it, I would absolutely say go for it. But real quick, I did want to show Victoria my roster because I don't have any Bills players because people was thinking that I just hate Isaiah McKenzie. That's not the truth. <laughs> I don't want Bills players. So my start here, here are my quarterbacks. So starting, I have where well, let me do it this way. I'll show you my lineup. So starters, Russell Wilson, Derek Henry, Jonathan Taylor, my man Renfro, Jerry Judy, Albert. I can never say his last name, so I'm not gonna try. My man Najee Harris and uh Young Wiku. So I just, you know, I, I don't I feel like I have a pretty solid roster. I could use a better wide receiver. I've been trying to get another another um, you know number one wide receiver in there but it's just tough i traded away all my draft picks which is okay like i don't want i got derrick henry jonathan taylor and Najee harris on the same team and if jk dobbins didn't have that injury last year i would have had four studs like at running back i'm good i just don't i don't like bills players being on my team because i hate having to root for them in a different way than just go out and win the game i don't because because the thing is to me too i don't want to get mad if josh if say we go out and win the game and we score 12 points it's 12 to 9 and josh throws 160 yards he doesn't run any doesn't have a touchdown and that game zach moss scores the, the only touchdown and 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 that's it we missed the field goal and then kick two field goals it sucks I'm happy we won. I don't want to care about fantasy when it comes to the Buffalo Bills. That's my point. Okay, Victoria, I'm sorry for giving that whole speech there. No, it's fine. I love it. We've all got our things. I think that I originally started playing fantasy because the Bills were bad, and I wanted to stop crying about that. And I thought, okay, well, if I watch all the other teams and all the other games going on, I won't feel as down and sad as when I watched the Bills. And this was obviously years ago. So, but now I'm in too many leagues where, like, I'm not going to care if Diggs doesn't win me my matchup because if we won the game, that's all I care. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I win some, I lose some leagues, and that it is what it is. I feel like there's a fine line. Be in enough leagues where you're not going to care. Sure, Jonathan Taylor, like you said, is going to beat up on you in one, but you've got him in another, and it is what it is. Hopefully you still win them all. What's this question? Uh, I'm asking in terms of the entire league, if you have sleepers or under the radar guys to keep an eye on in drafts. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Goodness gracious. I mean, I was just looking through some of the underdog drafts I've done recently. And um, I don't know how much you pay attention to Miami beat or anything like that. I think that backfield seems a little ambiguous, but that's typically where you get a little bit more value because people don't know who's going to be the running back one. Uh, Chase Edmonds is 
the drum beat's getting a little louder for Chase Edmonds. You can get him in the, those later rounds uh, as a sleeper there. Um, late, late sleepers, though? I don't know. My guy for the last couple of years has been Antonio Gibson, but I don't know if you've been hearing about preseason or on Twitter at all, fantasy Twitter, but he's the butt of every joke because he's, you know, he fumbled the ball, Ron Rivera put him in the doghouse, he plays for the commanders. And uh, Brian Robinson was drafted this year as a rookie, and they're saying Brian Robinson's blowing up. He's going to be the starter. We don't really know. I don't really believe that. I still believe in Gibson. I don't think he'll have the same role. Brian Robinson's a nice sleeper if any injuries um, are happening there. I also think your boy Bryce Allen Lazard is going much too late in drafts for the Packers. He's likely going to be wide receiver one, and I just think his ADP is still pretty low for what I don't expect Devontae Adams' numbers from him, but I still think he's a great value where he's going right now. I don't necessarily know these guys are sleepers, but guys I'm thinking about in those middle rounds to late rounds. Um, Cole Komet, love Cole Komet this year for tight end sleeper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's going past the top 10, I think. I'll think of some more, but Bryce, you should should give it a a go here. (laughs) Okay, let me see here. Let me uh, pull up some from the later rounds and see what pull up. Because I know some people off the cuff, let's face it, I'm, I'm biased. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, you know, as you mentioned, Alan Lazard, basically any Packers pass catcher, because there is an assumption that Aaron Jones is going to see 90-plus targets out of the backfield, and I don't necessarily see that happening. So I have been huge on Romeo Dubs. You can still get him cheap because the narrative is still showing that he's wide receiver four on the team because Randall Cobb is playing the slot and Sammy Watkins is there, since we all know the Iron, the iron Warrior that, that Watkins is won't be out after week one any type of injury so in terms of some of the later rounds of one of the people i like that's really underrated robert woods over there in tennessee um he's kind of clearly kind of taking the lead in that position and ryan Tannehill still produces you know decent qb1 numbers every year and that's someone that i would always look out for it's one of those um forgotten names as much as we love to always try to put all the rookies trust me i could i'd be on the alec pierce train all day long for how he's looking over there or running with the stars and doing well um, in terms for the later, let me try and dig a little bit of the deeper cuts. Khalil Herbert, somebody that people are still undervaluing yes. in drafts, considering how, like, all right, for the same, for all the Gibson talk, for some odd reason, it's not as loud, even though it's, like, worse what's going on with Singletary. Singletary is playing special teams a little bit more prominently than Gibson's slight bit, but no, we have to freak out about Antonio Gibson. But don't worry, Devin Singletary is still a great guy to end up picking where he is, and, like, like no. Khalil Herbert's been seeing a lot more work with the ones. He hasn't been getting getting any extra chores to have to do on the side for that. He's definitely one of the people I would say is being underdrafted vastly. If we're looking for something deeper, if I'm just looking for deep, deep cuts here, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think. Let's see who here stands out from here on ADP. Honestly, no, I'm, I'm looking. Look- I was Go going to say Hunter Henry is actually someone I actually am high on because that New England offense is buns. All right, they're trying to run the Shanahan offense, and they're trying to have a former defensive coordinator and former special teams coach run it with their second-year quarterback, who didn't run that system last year, by the way, with also the, the Lost Island of Misfit Toys for the receivers that, they, that they've had in circulation and the pick a running back, any running back. You know, So I think Hunter Henry, actually, since he did have some decent numbers towards the end of the season, too, when healthy, he's actually probably someone also who you're going to see drastically underdrafted. Love that. I'm still, I love the Khalil, Khalil Herbert pick as well. We've been touting him on the mailbag show almost every week. Uh, 
I know you said rookie, don't get rookie fever, but Jalen Tolbert out of, out of Dallas. I mean, they're really struggling with pass catchers, a guy you can take in the last round that might be able to contribute right away as a flex play. Mm-hmm. I love him. I actually, you know, I'm sorry, Spencer. I, I love Isaiah McKenzie as a late round sleeper. Too. Why are you apologizing to me? Because you, you traded him and I feel bad. <laughs> Yeah, you, no. you, you said just five minutes ago, I hate having I did. fantasy team. I didn't say <laughs> that. I traded him, though. But, hey, first of all, let me just tell y'all, Eli just – he I traded him to Eli, and Eli just traded him today. He traded him away for Khalil Herbert. There okay, is. I like that, too. And Isaiah McKenzie for Khalil Herbert. So, hey, I don't have an issue with Isaiah. I don't – I just – I really don't want Bills players on my team. I, I really don't. You. Unless it's Josh Allen, I don't want any Bills player on my team. He's still going pretty late, and you got to think about what Cole Beasley's done in this offense the last three years. I mean, he was mm-hmm. he was a flex play that everyone forgot about towards the end of their drafts that you could get in PPR, like a really nice weeks for your flex play at a high floor. And I think McKenzie, we saw what he did when he was given that chance, obviously in those Patriots game, the Miami game, we, we see what he can do. And I think Cole Beasley had over 100 targets every single year the last three years out of the slot. So, I mean, I think the, there's, I think there's the part that, that gets me caught up when it comes to not in fantasy, just in, in regular conversation. Now, um, I'm not I'm still not sold. I'm not sure that McKenzie is just immediately going to I don't think he's going to be just gifted that position like some of us assume. So for me, prior to the season. Yeah, I'm trading him away because I don't know if he's going to be Cole Beasley. I don't know if he's if you know, because because last year it, it always used to bug me. It's like. When we, we he's in the game, when he's on offense, they use him like a Swiss Army knife and he destroys the other team. You know, we saw him against New England go out there and get a hundred something yards and some touchdowns the year before against Miami. He just completely just the dude out there. He looked like a miniature Megatron a couple of years ago against the Patriots uh, against uh, Miami in, in week 17. Like the dude looked amazing and then start week one all the way up until whatever. It's like he barely is on the field. I don't I, I just I, I don't I don't want that pressure. I'm a Bills fan for fantasy. I don't want it. Y'all keep them. Take them. I hear you. I don't think – I think we were more worried as a fantasy community prior to seeing how camp went and how these first couple of preseason games went with Jamison Crowder, of course, that signing and expecting him to have that slot role. And then he kind of shot himself in the foot, kind of sitting on the bike for most of training camp. That first preseason game, his only target was – right bounce off his hands was an interception he, he redeemed himself a little bit last week but i mean mckenzie didn't play right or, or excuse me he didn't play in the first game so right, i don't know right. that kind of was kind of an alarm to say he's probably he could still be splitting snaps I, I don't disagree but that's why his adp is it's ridiculous right now he's wide receiver 76 i mean you might not even be drafted he might be on your waiver wire so you gotta oh, keep no, an eye on him. i think every bill every buffalo bill that's on the roster at least in the leagues that I'm in, because it's a lot of Buffalo people. Yeah. Every single one of those receivers are getting drafted, you know, like last year. So now this year, I think the Gabriel Davis talk is real, but last year, like the hype, which I think if we didn't sign Emmanuel Sanders last year, I think the hype would have been real. But last year we were waiting for, for the whole coming out party. And because we signed Emmanuel Sanders, they just were like force feeding Emmanuel for the first few weeks there. And and Gabe just didn't quite get those looks. So now this year, oh, hell yeah. Like Josh is going to get – he's going to get like 10 targets a game. Him and Diggs both. Like if you got one of those guys, you're going to be okay in that position. But I, I don't know. I just have to – I got to see the offense 
in real time before I start. And then by that time, it's too late for me to pick up McKenzie because everybody's going to have him. So it is what it is. It's okay. I'll pick up somebody from, from you know, I'll pick up the last receiver on uh, Kansas City. They always score too. I guess we want to go back to your your 12 spot and kind of go down the go down the line here. We've already got Bryce's take on a running back. We got you said Saquon and then probably Kelsey would take a tight end there or a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. I'd I I'm a proponent of taking a running back with my first round pick, if not your second, depending on how it falls. I want to say as well, never go into your draft with this like rigid plan. Like I need to take this guy in this round, or I need I need to grab this player or whatever, and then he's not there, and you panic and you select a kicker on accident because you panicked and you have ten seconds left on your clock. Just stay water, see what value is there, and just kind of. I, what I like to do, I don't know if it's that if it's that serious to be honest, but I like to see who I like in certain tiers or certain rounds. So then, let's say if you are looking at rounds one through five and you find yourself loving running backs in round two and three versus wide receivers, then you're gonna want to take a running back there because by the time you get to round four, you hate everything you see. If you're supposed to be taking a wide receiver, then you're just gonna be upset with yourself. So. I like to do that too. I love that advice. Running back first. I'm a proponent of taking Kelsey there or Mark Andrews. Those are my top two tight ends as well. I think I go running back because the drop off after the first 10 to 12 this year to me is significant. You could have a guy like Dalvin Cook or Najee or or Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon from the first round or two. Or you can wait, and then you're kind of getting a drop-off of Zeke Elliott. I, I think Zeke is great, still a great pick. I think their O-line's going to regress a little bit there. And you've got James Conner. You've got Brees Hall, as Bryce mentioned before, Cam Akers. These are kind of more middling guys to me. They're not elite talent. So I feel like there's more wide receiver value later than um, – than running back value later. As Bryce mentioned, the running back dead zone, that's kind of the spot where we're not really sure about these guys or they might take a little while to come into their own. So that's kind of why we deem it that running back dead zone. So I like those first couple picks though. Okay. Well, I think this year what I'm going to do, because I, like I said, I know in this league in particular, it's a it's a Bills fan type thing. There's other fans in there, but I, there's like five guys in there that are Bills fans. I know Josh is gone. So come around 12. I think this year I'm going to go with the strategy that you just kind of laid out. I think I'm going to go running back, running back, receiver, receiver. So I'm going to kind of give myself, you know, some. So actually, who was just that? Tracy. So Tracy, your draft is Thursday. This is what we're going to do, Tracy. When you find out what your draft position is, hit me up, DM me. And I'll I'll hit Victoria up or I'll hit Bryce yeah. up. We'll make a little we'll make a group chat <laughs> on Twitter and we'll help you out. We're gonna make this thing work. We want we want Bill's Mafia to win some money this year. We want all these coins. So we're gonna help you win it. Cause listen, I, I hate it. I'm be honest with you. If I'm not drafting like in the first like four positions, I really do. I I, I freak out every year. So because what I typically do, I don't I guess I'm not really much of a, a Bryce, he laughs at me because I'm really not um I'm knowledgeable when it comes to football, but I just don't care as much to be so intricate when it comes to fantasy. You know what I mean? Like, so for me, it's like, well, no, I, I just want this guy to win. I want him to score and move on. Bryce is like, no, but you have to prepare. Like, like it's a real thing. And I'm like, but Bryce, you have kids, man. How do you have time for this? But he does it. <laughs> <laughs> he does it. And he's awesome at it. So, you know, kudos to both of you for, for how much you do. But for me, 
Uh, I normally, like I said, the best player available, I take it. I don't even think of building rosters, but this year I think I'm going to try a little different thing and do some roster building uh, for those purposes. But, but yeah, is that, is that your, that's what you're doing this year? You're going to do like the let's plan out each round type thing. I think I've done enough best ball drafts on underdog where I'm kind of, I'm kind of seeing where people are falling and things will change in the next couple of weeks, but we've, we've only got a couple more weeks to have our, yeah. our redraft league draft. So I kind of am already a little comfortable. If you haven't researched or anything, go on your ESPN. If you've got the league on ESPN, on Yahoo, on Sleeper, go on there and just do um, one, even just one mock draft will help get those jitters out for you and pretend you're drafting from, like you said, you said you hate drafting from the middle, right? Well, what if you get a middle pick and you didn't do a mock draft and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm panicking. I don't know who I'm going to pick there. Try one draft where you select the slot at six, seven, or eight or something like that, your least favorite spot. This way you can kind of prepare and say, okay, by the time it's over, you're like, I kind of hate that team or I kind of like it and see see who's falling in, in what mock draft. You don't have to do 10, 20 mock drafts to feel comfortable. One's good. One's good to get oh, the no. <laughs> I plan for Friday. So Friday is my easy day at work. I don't want to say that too. Like they might be listening. It's not easy, y'all. <laughs> I'm working hard. But Friday is my easy day at work. So my plan was actually, honest to God, Friday, I was probably going to text Bryson and my man Rick and I was going to say, hey, you guys want to jump on Yahoo and just like literally, like let's just jump through like 50 you know like literally all day let's just do them so yeah. that was going to be my plan and they didn't know that but now they know <laughs> I love okay. it. two things for me um one i know for anyone who has home leagues a big thing look at last year's board half the time people are going to have similar patterns for values and you're going to see where those trends run on the board every year i always end up with a top three tight end and the number one defense and i always end up managing to avoid the running back dead zone uh, you know so like if you look at some of those things, it can kind of help you out because you can kind of see, oh, hey, last year, here's where those people went. This year, if you do the ranks similar, it's just a little thing I do to help. Um, and then the other thing is when it comes to the um, just for like draft prep, um, like I said, I never do mocks with anyone who I'm going to be in the league with because I'm that crazy person who watches who you pick. That's the reason why I have <laughs> no, I... kids in Dynasty and you don't. <laughs> it's because I watched you every time. I'm going to give it round four. Watch this. Pick. Pick. Pick me at 310. Yep. Yep. You grab me three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? And because you said that, that's the reason why. Like, there's a couple guys that I'm in leagues with now that's actually in the chat that, hey, you want to do a mock draft? I refuse to do mock drafts with. Yeah. Like, you and, you and Rick, I'll do them with, even though I know we're in leagues together. It's a little different. I don't know why I trust you differently. We have conversations all day anyway about stuff. But like, some of these guys really be trying to, you know, they, they be trying me and I don't like it. I don't like it. So, before we get on out of here, Victoria. What what made you let's away from fantasy for a second? Let's talk football. What what made you excited this past Saturday when you watched Josh Allen do what he did, and then you watched the rest of the team do what they did? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! That am I allowed to swear on this? this Go is ahead. Really, this is really swearing, but I tweeted out the video of Josh's pass to Gabe Davis in the end zone, and I said Josh Allen piss missile to Gabe Davis. <laughs> Absolute strike. I'm just watching. He's scrambling. He's doing his thing that he's been doing. Oh, and that just set me on fire. And then not to mention, obviously, like you said, that was it. Thank goodness we were like, all right, get him out now. We saw he doesn't need preseason, right? But then you see James Cook doing his thing. That was really exciting to watch. I'm not as high on James Cook for fantasy just because that backfield, they right. might be rotating everybody out just like we've been seeing. We saw Moss, he got in the end zone twice last week, right? Mm -hmm. 
I mean, you never know. I, we thought he was kind of dead and gone, maybe a practice squad guy. I personally wasn't sure what, what his fate would be this season. Clearly, they're going to be using a lot of a lot of the rotation. But James Cook, caught. Uh, I, I saw he was a little frustrated catching that pass. Uh, probably landed one on the one or two yard line close mm-hmm. to the end zone, and then they took him yeah. out. Yeah, he put Moss in, and then I'm thinking that stinks for him. But also, are they going to be doing that during the season? Just because Moss is that bruising guy, mm-hmm. and Cook is maybe 200 pounds. Ooh, I don't know. I hope they let. I hope they let the rook get in. But just, I mean, Shakir too. He's continuing to impress. I agree with you though. I don't think he's going to be catching. You know, like you said, what did you say? 80 balls for 900 yards. Yeah. But he's going to contribute. I, I'm really excited for that. For that pick, I just can't. Freak, I can't freaking wait. I, I so think excited. I think our entire rookie class, I'm impressed, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's a perfect draft class, but I think it's a pretty darn like it's a it's a really good draft class by Brandon Bean and his staff. And, you know, I'm I'm really excited about the offense and defense. I'm super excited about the defensive line, yes. super excited about the defensive line. We haven't even seen Von Miller, but we look without Von Miller like I would still be confident going into the season. So then you add Von Miller on top of it and it's like, oh, damn, we like that. <laughs> We like that. <laughs> so, Bryce, uh, for you, like I said, you're a Packers fan. I know you you are a contributor for Buffalo Rumblings now. You write for Rumblings. You uh, you do a lot of – you help me with a lot of content as well. You do a lot of the mm-hmm. memes that, that guys see a lot of times on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. Bryce is the author of some of those. What about you? What, what are you excited about Green Bay? Because my question for you, I know Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. It don't seem like he trusts too many people. And now his safety blanket, which is not because he's Aaron Rodgers, but his guy that he trusted is gone. So are we going to see him trust his entire receiver unit or are we going to see him like force feed Cobb and uh, who Allen Lazard? Like, what, what are we going to see out of him? Um, I mean, honestly, looking at it, if you hear some of the reviews of what he ends up going with, it's going to be whoever has the best grasp of the offense moving forward is going to be because he expects people to be there for his assignments. One of the reasons he has such a high efficiency rating with his passing is because he knows where everyone's supposed to be. If it's not there, he gets rid of, he gets rid of the ball. That's why he always has so many touchdowns, so few interceptions. I've seen a lot of promise from a lot of, from a lot of the younger players on the team, primarily Nobes, especially because of what everything that he's done. But I think ultimately we are going to see a lot of Lazard. And we actually are probably going to see a return of Robert Tanyan into this offense because of the fact that there is trust there, all right? And in mm-hmm. fact, you can still get him cheap. People forgot he was injured last year. They think he just fell off the face of the planet. He's a good cheap kid. But for the record, I did end up catching the Buffalo game because I, I, I'm a man trying to make a dollar here. So I ended up watching through this game here. And honestly, I liked a lot of what came out there. The offense was clean. It was smooth. Everything that Dorsey's been kind of running, you can tell there's a little bit different kind of setup for it. But at the same time, you can tell the, the base of what they're still trying to go with is still the same. There's just a slightly different style. And then also, let's not forget who I've been telling you about since like what? Like February, punt God. All right. The fact that he's managing to hit those boomers. All right. All right, because and everyone's like, it's not a big deal. It is when you play a team like, for example, say Green Bay, when they have a defense or any team that actually has a defense, because that means you actually have to turn the field over instead of giving them the ball at the 40 yard line because they, it, was a, it was a mediocre punt with a half return. This you have the guy running backwards 10 yards, it still goes over his head, and they get the ball back at the 20 yard line. Honestly, I'd rather put Patrick Mahomes at the 20 yard line every day than give it to him at the 40. You know what I mean? Like, I'd, 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 I don't have nothing to say. Because you know how I am about special teams. Exactly. You you know how I feel about special teams. Like every single year, I'm talking about special te- the punter, the kicker, 
the the the, the, the holder, the long snap. We don't have to complain about the long snapper because Reed is pretty good. We got we got that dude in Buffalo as far as the long snapper. But every year I'm talking about punt return, kick everything because it, it's important. It's important. And now we got the punt guy. And, and what he did two weeks ago, he didn't even get to do it last week, this past Saturday. But what he did two weeks ago, mm-hmm. oh, I sleep so well at night, man. It's just like, <laughs> like, can you imagine? Like, so for instance, the game last year, last year, we lost a game week one against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We had a, we had a blocked punt. <laughs> we had a blocked punt. There were other reasons why we didn't win that game. But from the one-yard line, I feel like a lot of times punters feel like they have to rush and they don't really have the leg as it is anyway to try to get out. I think when you have a guy like punt guy and say you're in that same situation, the confidence level is so different. And I think somebody like him, you, you, he got to punt out the end zone. He's like, all right, I'm going to put it in the end zone. How about that? Go back and get it. And, and as a Bills fan, man, I'm going to just tell you, I'm, I'm ready, man. I'm re- I don't think I've been more ready for, for a season I don't I don't think I've been ready for anything like this. Like I, I've been counting down the days to L.A. Like I, I cannot wait for L.A. I can't wait for the tailgate. I can't wait for the parties. I can't wait for the liquor. I can't wait for the pizza. I can't wait. For, but I can't wait for kickoff. Let's do this. The Buffalo Bills is about to do this thing. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Code of Conduct, and I've been joined by my homegirl, Victoria, and my homeboy, Bryce. Victoria, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you and find your content? You can find me at FFB underscore Victoria. Footballguys.com is where my content is at. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram there. Start sit articles every single week. DM me. If you got start sit questions, I'll answer you there. And you can find me on the Football Guys mailbag show every single Wednesday, 730 Eastern on the Football Guys YouTube page. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah, anytime. I can't wait to get on Chop Up too. Chop Up, we really talk a little bit more. But it's gonna be fun. This season gonna be fun, Victoria. It's gonna be so much fun. Super Bowl or boss, let's like, go. I can't, yeah, I can't. I can't wait. Bryce, let everybody know where they can find you and find your work. You just dropped an article that was pretty dope. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I said, uh, the article just dropped rumblings. Like I said, if you're you want to draft bills, but you also want to be smart about it, uh, like I said, just dropped two days ago on that. A uh, good read for a lot of you, especially I know who are gonna walk away with with your bills player in heart. You don't care if it's the second round. You're walking with Gabe Davis. Well, then at least let's try and. Uh, Get a couple of things sorted for you on that. So at least you can know what other spots you can make sure it, it pays off the most for you. Um, but uh, besides Buffalo Rumblings, I also do end up releasing the content with uh, with Faceoff Sports Network. Um, like I said, it's mostly draft coverage. I end up doing a little bit differently during in-season content. I usually try to find something different since we have people like Victoria, for example, who are producing these articles. I can't compete with that. All right, trust me, I've read them. They're great. Um, you can find me uh, at Bryce NFL on Twitter. And uh, yeah, go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. So I'm going to get on out of here. Before I get on out of here, I do have two quick, real quick announcements. Y'all already know what they are. Come and hang with us Friday, September 16th in Buffalo. It's the weekend of the home opener. We are going to be at the Heights Experience on Main Street from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. We shutting it down is what I'm telling you. Get there. We're going to have karaoke. I'm singing the thing. I'm going to be up there. I'm going to sing some Fantasia. I'm going to get it in. I'm going to rap some Eminem. My man Joe Miller is going to sing. We got some special guests coming. My man Matt Perino is going to sing and you get to raffle you get to do the raffle to choose the song that those guys sing come on out kick it with us get your tickets the tickets i've been posting the link on twitter come to my twitter uh go to 
eventbreak.com. Search for Jay Spencer King or karaoke or the Heights, whatever you'll find it. Also, these are the things that we're giving away in the raffles. $2 per raffle ticket. You get a Bills fan pack with all this Bills swag. You get wine basket, a whiskey basket with all your friends in low places. We got a beer basket, two bottles of champagne because we're going to be popping bottles this year because we're going to the Super Bowl. We got a Sunday dinner for four by catering by Erica Creates. And when I tell you Erica is the dopest caterer in Buffalo, I'm just going to try to tell you it's the truth. Photo shoot by my man, Croom Photos, and the $300 voucher towards any inflatable rental from my man, Buffalo Freddy Party Rentals. We got five signed jerseys by Bills players. Five of them. Stevie Johnson, Steve Tasker, the Hall of Fame, supposed to be Hall of Fame, Steve Tasker, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, and Gabriel Davis. You get to win to be a special guest on the Code of Conduct with your boy, Jay Spencer King. And then, like I said, Matt Perino, Joe Miller, John Scott, and more, you get to pick their song at the karaoke party. And then last but certainly not least, that next day, come out to Resurgence. We are having the Megapod and the beer release for the Buffalo Rumblings beer. Joe Miller, Jay Spencer King is going down. Stell's going to be there. Uh, T.S. Stell. We got a bunch of people. Bunch of people. Hey, I love y'all. Y'all take care of each other. See, I'm kicking out already. Y'all take care of each other. Love each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive. Says negative. Go Bills. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash V-I-Y-A.